Are you guys ready up there? Hello, and welcome to the WIFT Ireland podcast. I'm Vanessa Gilday, Vice Chair of Women in Film and Television Ireland. Here at WIFT, we were delighted to host a panel for the Dublin International Comedy Film Festival on 4th of December 2020. This discussion featured both local and international filmmakers, women who are creating content to make people laugh at a time when we need it the most. Panelists included filmmakers Kate Kaminsky, Megan K. Fox, Margaret Kane Rowe and Natasha Wall, and festival director Maureen O'Connell, and was moderated by WIFT Administrative Executive Gemma Cray. In part one of the podcast, the filmmakers reveal their experiences of sharing their films on an online festival platform. This webinar was recorded on Zoom. Hello and uh, welcome to the Dublin International Comedy Film Festival WIFT panel. So we have some great people, but first I'm going to hand you over to the festival director, Mo, who's going to say a few words. The very talented actress, Mo, who's the brainchild behind it all. Oh, thanks very much, Gemma. Uh, well, thanks a million uh, to WIFT for having us as well. It's awesome. So yeah, we're extremely grateful. So yeah, we're absolutely delighted um, to have these wonderful filmmakers. We have uh, Natasha Wall uh, from Mother. Actually, do you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll allow you guys to introduce yourself so that the audience can kind of see you. So if, if you guys just want to, you know, say your name and you know the film that you uh, wrote and directed, or else just directed, whichever it is. Sure. Um, my name is Natasha Wall, and I directed Mother. And then we just go to Mags. Yeah. Yeah, and my name's uh, Margaret Kane Rowe, or Mags, whichever you prefer, and uh, I wrote and directed Duck Egg Blue. Oh, we go to Kate. Hi, uh, Kate Kaminsky uh, from Maine, USA, and I directed It's Just Temporary. Great, thank you. Um, Megan. Hello, uh, I'm Megan K. Fox, and I wrote, directed, and produced Love in the Time of Corona, and I'm very sorry, I'm trying to make a coffee at the moment, at the very beginning <laughs> of this, because I'll be a lot more fun on this once I've had my coffee. <laughs> no worries. Go ahead. Get, get the coffee into you. Well, uh, so yeah, so just thank you very much. And I, I suppose I'll hand back over uh, to uh, Gemma Craig. Um, so I am here with four fantastic filmmakers who have beautiful <laughs> pieces of work in this festival that are stunning and funny and often thought provoking and make some good <laughs> points. And so I would uh, like to go around the, the room, if that's okay. And just, can I get you guys to describe your project, uh, Natasha? So uh, Mother is a film about a woman whose family replace her with a refrigerator. And um, that's kind of the bones of it, to be honest. Um, but it's very bonkers and it's really sweet. Yeah, it's, it's a hilarious, sort of very bleak comedy because yeah. even though it's so zany, it feels so truthful. <laughs> like, and I think that's what's really uncomfortable as a woman watching it, which is brilliant. Yeah, it does. It does. It really speaks to that whole taken for granted thing. It's very funny. It's very, it's, uh, yeah, well done. <laughs> Thanks. The cigarette um, at the end is so, so good. The kids are amazing. The kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of them has my favorite line, which is, I've had a lovely time. And then she just, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And she did the whole look braids, mum, you know, because um, I've tried to do the braids. And I, my child has gone in looking ridiculous into school because mammy can't do the Anyway, it was just really funny. It just, yeah, well done. 
And Margaret, then can you tell us about yours? Yeah, my film is Duck Egg Blue, and I suppose it's kind of um, what inspired it was that kind of, you know, the urban myth of the Ikea effect, uh, you know, where couples go to Ikea and they end up uh, breaking up. And I think there was some tale going around about Ikea having divorce stations in their shops. <laughs> now, look, I think it's just urban myth, but it was very funny and you can see how it happens. And it's just about kind of conflict in relationships, either romantic ones or other kinds of relationships. And um it's just based on personal experience when you go to Woody's and you end up having a massive argument over the beige paint that you're going to put on the, the skirting board. And actually, it's not about that at all. It's about everything else. But you haven't managed to talk to each other and properly in ages for whatever reason. You know yourself. Everybody's busy and tired. So, yeah, for most people, it's fine. It works out. You figure it out. But it's just it's just a little spotlight on that. So, yeah. And as someone whose day job was once in retail, there was that, that, there was there was it felt like there was lived experience written into that. Yeah, I have worked in retail, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's I mean, just uh, to, to preempt Kate's um, film, you know, that famous quote from Sartre, which hell, hell is other people, you know, and it really, you know, when you're in retail, uh, definitely. I mean, you meet lovely people, but you meet some interesting characters as well. Perfect. And Kate? Um, well, it's just temporary is, you know, it really um, explores the terrible dilemma of being a temp worker, a temporary worker, and how um, you're constantly um, placed in positions where even with your customers, where you're just, you have no power and you are judged from the minute you begin to the minute you end. And and so, and also it's, it's a lot about how, um, white people um, will, you know, impose upon black women um, their sort of neediness. And so I wanted to explore some of that as well. So there's a character that um, really just, you know, does that to our beleaguered heroine. But I also wanted to make sure that um, she ends up uh, getting away with all of it because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, there was no way I was going to put her through all that and then not have her win in the end. So she wins just to give it all away. <laughs> don't, and you definitely don't be worried when you watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. And again, yeah, it's like that digging with retail with people, you empathize with her so much. Like you do feel her frustration and you have created like I love how the stress sort of crescendos where she's getting it from all angles like she can't turn one way or another without getting somebody like in her face and I was like god like you have those days definitely so yeah I, uh, I, I love the part where your man slaps the hand the, her hand oh. and I, you just want to kill him oh yeah. god you just, you know. yeah yeah <laughs> And the actress who plays Danielle M, um, it's just, she's just a really funny, funny person, but she, she really, you know, this is kind of a, it was a new thing for her. So she, she was super, you know, into it and she just did a terrific job, I think. So they all did, they were all really good. The terrible millennial supervisor was kind of really fun to you know, I think for that actor to play as well, that iced drink, you know, just constantly. Yeah. 
and you just the window down just that much yeah it's gonna roll down and actually treat you like a human so does she in your head does she um does she come to a interesting end <laughs> <laughs> well no i i think i think danielle you know gets the good stuff okay so, yeah <laughs> and megan Hey, uh, so my film is called Love in the Time of Corona, um, so kind of self-explanatory. Um, we made it for um, the RT Illumination Scheme. So RT got in touch uh, during the fir first lockdown and said that they were they were going to commission kind of a handful of visual artists and across lots of different mediums to create something uh, during the pandemic that kind of spoke to their experience of this year. <laughs> so it was uh, very low budget and obviously a lot of restrictions on, on filming. Um, we shot it kind of in between the two lockdowns, um, but we still restricted everything very much. Uh, so it's a story about... Uh, a kind of, uh, I don't want to say massively semi-autobiographical, but <laughs> somewhat for sure, semi-autobiographical uh, kind of story about uh, a younger woman than me uh, being single uh, during the lockdown and trying to manage uh, urges and loneliness and, uh, you know, navigate dating uh, in this strange situation. Um, it's very short and we shot it during uh actually do you know what no you're probably going to ask questions later on how we shot it. <laughs> yep i am actually i do want to go to COVID. Yeah, i won't go any further than that it's a, <laughs> a short little mockumentary uh that's a good good bit of fun and hopefully a little bit thought-provoking as well yeah i am um, i just i don't know i'm sorry if i'm jumping over here now janice that's not the way to do, but i what i loved about it was um I think we've all kind of experienced that sort of touch is so important, you know, human touch, it's just part of who we are and you're not able to sort of like a friend of mine lost her father and I couldn't hug her. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, that kind of stuff is really, it's really, I think it, we've all kind of realized how, how much we need to be able to just do that. And, mm. you know, and I thought, I thought, yeah, that was really well emphasized. So yeah, well done. <laughs> what humor does as a general rule and what definitely all these films do is take a subject and themes that are stressful and that are difficult for people and make or see them in a new way that's palatable and really lovely to digest as a viewer but you get them across the same way you would as a, as a harrowing drama like you get like it's about stressing relationships or about that aching loneliness but it's it's because it's told through humor it's it's it's, it's very kind of healing and enjoyable and satisfying yeah. watching a way that like a yeah. really weighty drama takes a lot out of you mm. but that element of it just makes it so much more relatable and you come out of it feeling light mm. rather than oh god and it's a common it's a common experience like it's you know i mean obviously you, you know intellectually you know that everybody's probably feeling this but when you see it in a story it kind of it does make it it does ease it I think yeah mm -hmm. definitely and you've done and again we will go into this later <laughs> you have so many questions asked to everybody <laughs> but you did do I think what was very well is use that confined space and create a really mm -hmm. big world which I think that film does exceptionally well because like again if this is her little cave that she lives in and, and you can feel like you know she's she's getting quite claustrophobic being in, in a relatively small space but there's this big massive world and lots of very visual fun gags that work very well which I thought 
you know, and, and, and that tone. So well done. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, well, that was all down to Evan Barry, our cinematographer, because uh, when I saw it together, I was like, how how did you make my apartment look so big? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a very visually uninteresting thing. I was like, how are we going to make this interesting? I've got so little space in here. But uh, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that was something that I was really happy with as well, that we did utilize the space as much as possible to kind of, uh, yeah. Give, give her still a world that's not just sitting on her bed you know <laughs> so um I'm going to do two things now the first thing is I'm going to ask one of my questions I normally would want to ask later because thematically it sits in better then but I'm going to ask it now because I know Mo has a very busy schedule and has to leave and I want to <laughs> and I also want to say if anyone's out there and you have any questions or you would um like to put anything forward just give us a little tap into the chat box or the Q&A and, and we'll get to it as soon as as soon as we pop up and have a little bit of space. But the question anyway that I wanted to ask is um, about screenings. So and again, the importance of festivals. So I just I want to kind of go around everybody and say what your experience has been like through COVID screening at festivals and then also has it changed the atmosphere at festivals? And then I want Mo to chime in as well because she's had to move a festival online. And I just think that whole thing is, has been, is, is crazy. <laughs> and, then, and then what, like, what has the results been for her? So I'll start with Mo and then I'll move around if that's all right. Sure. Well, I suppose it's the first year, so I've never held a film festival before. Um, so I, mean, I, I have nothing to compare it against, uh, really. So, um, when I was setting it up, I, I knew, I said, I bet you there's going to be another lockdown, so this will go online. Uh, so I betted on that, and I wanted it to go online. I kind of thought that would be better, because I thought I could build, for the first year, a better base. You know, not a better base, but I mean, like, we, we could find more people if it's online, like, uh, you know, from all over the world, uh, you know, connect with them and, and this type of thing. So, so yeah, so it's... Um, it's been bananas busy because I don't have any funding. I don't have any, you know, sponsorship or anything. So it's basically me. <laughs> and then I have the brilliant Emma uh, Fagan at Film and she does PR. So she's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. She's great. At least I don't have to worry about all this stuff online and I don't have to kind of go to people going, I think you should know about this festival. So she's just been getting those people and send them to me and then you know I know there's tons of interviews now going out all over the place with me and I'm just like oh I'm sick of my face everywhere <laughs> like I'm so sorry to everyone <laughs> but it's just because they have to plant you know the story on someone and, and it's a new festival so I have to you know be the face of it for now uh, but hopefully next year that won't happen because <laughs> I'm sick of my own face um but uh, we're not sick of it though that's fine okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then um, I have Emmy O'Callaghan is she's uh, rounding up the comics, so she's done that. And then she got in touch with Dear Joe Kane as well, who did a lovely little video for us because we've named one of the awards after her. Uh, so yes, that's another thing I do. I, I named the awards after uh, famous people. Now I'm not hugely like into running after famous people or anything like that, but I just thought it might be a good way to garner a bit of kind of attention, you know, for the first festival that type of thing. And uh, you know. Um, loads of um, people who are named in the awards uh you know really liked it on twitter and stuff and so you get to retweet that and it's all kind of 
I know it's silly, but it works. It helps, you know, and also because we love those people. They are great, you know, they're amazing. But, uh, you know, this festival is more about, you know, community and we, and we love, you know, um, kind of grassroots filmmakers because I am and that's what I know. And I, so I just love getting to know other filmmakers, people who just really enjoy making films and uh, showing off their work. And, uh, you know, I, I get so much support from people when I'm making films. So this is my way of kind of going, come here to me. I'll support yeah. you. Go on, get out there. And, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's been really good fun. And I and all the international filmmakers, people I didn't know, because obviously I know most of the Irish ones, um, are just so sound. like, And um, so it's been great getting to know them. And they're all going to come back for the physical festival next year, hopefully, fingers crossed. And so just to build that community, and I'm going to set up like a membership thing on the website eventually as well, so that we can keep everyone. If you come into my festival, if you get chosen, you're there for life. You're not leaving. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's that's it. Just to create a bit of, uh, you know, fun and friendship and films, funny films. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and, yes. and yeah, we all need to laugh, though. I think especially in December, it can be quite stressful. People are like, oh, it's a wonderful time of year. And I'm like, it's expensive. It's yeah. like this year, it's particularly lonely. I think we all need to laugh. especially. Yeah. yeah, that's the other reason why I thought it'd be good online, because everyone is just having the worst year, obviously. Mm. So here's a bit of here's a bit of light entertainment to lighten the load a little bit, you know. And thank you so much for putting it together. Like it, it, you've done a spectacular job. Like there's just been a great buzz around it. And again, you've got some amazing projects and, and items together, collaborated. So it, it sits really well. Um, oh, thanks. Well done, Mo. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, and on the question of festivals and, and how the, uh, and what, and as a filmmaker, have you noticed much of a shift is Natasha? Yeah, um, do you know, it's interesting. I had a short, my new short come out on the festival circuit in July. So it premiered at the FLA and um, myself, and my producer, David, um, you know, very nearly didn't submit to, to stuff this year because because of COVID and because we just didn't know what was going to happen with anything. And it's really hard to obviously, it's been really hard to foresee um, from one day to the next how things are going to roll. So but we just did it. We just did it in the end because we wanted to get it out there. And we were kind of in touch with people from the FLA who were kind of saying, well, they were making noises about it being online. And, you know, we were just saying, like, do we want to be there at the festival? Do we want to wait? And but then when is like how how long do you wait for? What's everything going on? So anyway, we we sent it off and it got accepted and it got programmed, uh, which was lovely. And they when they went online, I have to say it was just it was it was kind of disappointing obviously it's always kind of nicer to be there because you want to be amongst the people like there's an energy there's always a buzz and a vibe even if it's even if you know whatever in the program when you're watching it there's always an atmosphere um but at the same time there is a buzz on twitter like we have our own little twitter account for the film and i'm on twitter too much too much <laughs> and so people were were able to kind of directly kind of link in with the movie and and link in with me and just kind of say how much they hated it no joke how much, <laughs> they, how much they liked it and that was really lovely um so that was our equivalent of somebody coming up to us say for example and saying that they enjoyed it um so I think the buzz was there in some form um 
but you do, I think, you know, a comedy, you know, this the film that Burn premiered is, is not a comedy, but like when I think back to mother screening at festivals, you know, it's always so much nicer when you do have a comedy screening because you get the reaction you get, you hope to get, you get the laughs you hope to get. Um, like there, I had a couple of experiences screening mother where like, usually it's just one person in the audience having the best time of their life. There's like, there's like always one person who really truly gets it. And like, I was at a, <laughs> I was at a, a festival screening for it at Dublin International Film Festival. And when we screened Mother, there was just one guy who just was thought it was hysterical. And somebody turned around to me and said, where did you where did you get him from? Like I got this guy in, like I couldn't believe it. So unfortunately, you know, when it comes to comedy, you just, you know, that is what you miss when it's online. But at the same time, you, you can't deny that people are so present on social media, especially when they're engaging with the festivals, with festivals, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not a bad compromise. You know, it's all, it, it's adapted, I think, as well as it can, you know. And actually, just when you said that, it just sparked something where how nerve wracking is it for the first screening when you're sitting there waiting for the jokes to come up? <laughs> how nerve wracking. And you're in the cinema and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I, I didn't, it wasn't, I remember the first time screening something and then like sitting in the room and I just suddenly got away from it. And I was really excited for it. And then I just went, oh my God, like what if they hate it? I never occurred to me, like what if they actually just think it's the worst thing they've ever seen? And you're just going, oh my God. And then they laugh and you're like, like, especially with comedy. Yeah. You just sit there hoping that somebody gets it. Somebody laughs. That's all you want really. As well, I think at film festivals, a lot of those screenings are like 10 in the morning on a Saturday when people have been up to like five in the morning the night before so you just get them and they're so tired as well so it's it's, it's a nice audience because they're all filmmakers so they know the the stress a lot of the time but it, well flan and cork and things mostly but yeah, yeah so they'll be nice but like <laughs> it, it can be tough right so Margaret Oh, sorry. Okay, well, I'm. This is my first film, so my again, it's a oh, bit wow. like Mo. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm kind of a, an emerging filmmaker, um, and I'm a little bit on the older side. So sometimes when people think of emerging, they think of young, but um, in this case, it's uh, middle aged. So um, <laughs> yeah, so I had one screening, one, and I think uh, Natasha's. It was Natasha had a preview screening and my film was there as well. And um, again, it was that sort of laugh, please laugh, please, please laugh. Because at this stage, it's not funny to you. It stopped being funny a million years ago. You're fed up with it. You know, you don't think it's funny at all. So, you know, you know, you're just any kind of crumb from anybody, you know, any kind of a giggle. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, um, I think... Uh, after that, you know, it kind of went online. The film festivals, it went, you know, all were online that that it was in. And but I have to say, for me personally, it was kind of a positive experience. As much as um, you want to be there and you want to sort of, you know, scratch and sniff people and 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 all of that. Um, it allowed me to go to things that I know myself, if they had been sort of physical festivals, I wouldn't have been able to, with childcare and everything else, to get to them. So it was a real advantage for me, I have to say, and I was able to go to film labs. I went to a film lab with Cine Sud in the Netherlands. I couldn't have done that if it hadn't been online. So I'm not going to say anything, you know, that COVID is an overwhelmingly 
challenging experience for all of us, you know, um, but there are positives from it and learnings from it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having kind of some kind of a mixed model is, is a good, it helps people. It honors the fact that maybe people can afford to come as well. That's another big thing. And um, because filmmakers, generally speaking, you know yourself, um, I'm putting my film festivals, festivals going, Mm, this is going to come out of the grocery money or you know it it's expensive um so yeah i think that that is a learning from it um but overall it's nicer to be there in person absolutely you know um and that's a pity you know but uh yeah i i must say as well the i did not realize that you were a first time filmmaker it was so polished <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I I have I had a great team around me, and uh, David, who uh, works a lot with Natasha, was my DOP, and he was just fantastic. Because I remember meeting him. I was very nervous actually. I met him in in a coffee shop with my producer, and I went, "I have no idea what I'm doing. This is the first time I've ever done a film." But just so you know, so I just said it to him, um, but he couldn't, have, you know, it, like it's like what Mo said. People are lovely, and they just. If, if you jump the ditch they go with you and they try and help you so I have been overwhelmed by people's generosity you know um, and kindness so it's great I think everybody should make a film <laughs> and they should and we'll go down to Kate um let's see what was the question oh yeah festival, festival. time of corona <laughs> yes well you know I I've run a couple of festivals myself um Mo mentioned. Um, so I, I ran Blue Stocking Film Series for eight years. And then I did a little more of a, you know, it was more of a, we called it Fem Cine Anarchy. It was more of a, you know, it was less formal. Let's just say that. And I did that for six years. And we just did our last one in September. So we said goodbye to Fem Cine Anarchy, but, and we did it online. And so, you know, it was, it was really fine. We, you know, it was, but it was that kind of thing where you had to make the decision. Like Mo was saying, I, you knew it was coming, knew it was coming. And then you were like, yep, we're going online. <laughs> Never mind. We won't be, we won't be gathering. So that I think it was harder, you know, but we were, you know, we were fortunate to get the audience that we wanted to get. And so it was fine with, it's just temporary. We have not, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a film that, you know, has a particular appeal. Thank you for programming us, Mo. <laughs> um, because, you know, it's, it's, um, it might make you a little uncomfortable. It's one of those films that sort of, you know, pushes that envelope of comedy. Like, are you going to laugh at this or are you kind of horrified by this? So, <laughs> so, um, so I mean, our our festival experience so far is not, you know, it's not been a lot. So we're hopeful we still have it out to quite a few. But but in terms of being online, you know, that's that's the you said it exactly, Mo. You said think of all the people you can get that you would never be able to get in person. And so there is that trade-off because it, it it's true. You can you can reach the world if you're online, if you can find a way to for people to know that you're there. So that social media machine, I think, is really super important. And you're doing yeah. it. You're doing it. It's great. So um, so kudos and bravo to yeah. 
we're getting there. But and there's like I know there are so many people just from my circle of reference who would never ever watch. I don't think they've ever really watch short film at all like they wouldn't be the kind of people who'd see themselves right. going to a film festival you've probably had this experience Kate yeah like yeah. the people across the road from me and um, one of the men who lives across the road he's a retired guard he's lovely and um you know he he went to the festival in March the showing um, and ha- has started to watch other things online so you know there's a whole untapped audience out there who Oh, might yeah. be able to go to a physical festival or wouldn't have the compunction or whatever, but would love to be able to access the films. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's something there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder if that's going to be a thing that, you know, happens, you know, in the future, that there will be sort of a split anyway. Mo, you wanted to say something. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I just, I was just thinking um, that, yeah, I mean, if, if people are a bit shy as well, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't go to film festivals, they feel like I'm not a filmmaker, I'm not part of that Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a shame because they're the people that you really want to reach, you know? And like you're writing stories about those people and then they can't see them. And uh, so it's great to have it online because at least they can come to Zooms as well, you know, and they can sit quietly in the background, they can turn off their cameras if they like. But if they eventually feel the courage to kind of, you know, you know, feel like they're part of the community, they can get involved and ask a question and get to know people and then watch more films you know so so yeah I think online is is great because a lot of festivals I think are now thinking of doing physical festivals while simultaneously having yeah all of the you know the program online or some of it yeah I, I think it's a brilliant idea because I it think does. it is too yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've gotten to see some great shorts and I like to festivals that I'd love to go to but again it's time and it's money and you don't always have that but if you can don't put aside an evening and you know watch some fantastic short films or you know catch that feature that you want to Mm. excellent now it's a lot of them are geolocked as well so if you're you know like the international festival thing still hasn't kind of opened up to people um which which is a shame but I don't know, like it still is opportunity like I'm sure you can still do the social stuff even if you were going to and things and and yeah. Redscape, which is so much cheaper than if you know. I mean we, we're getting to meet Kate this morning I mean you know it's kind of, well you know I mean it's it's and it's it's not easy for you because you have to get up at like whatever it was stupid no o'clock in the morning but, yeah. it's a pleasure to be here we're glad we're very glad to have you and to have that international flavor it brings a bit of spice to the to the whole mix and and Megan now yours was uh, different in that it was made to be screened on um, our national broadcaster. But yeah, have, how has it been kind of doing the rounds? It's been a funny year. I mean, like there's definitely pros to it being online. And I mean, Love in the Time of Corona, as you say, was made for broadcast um, and for um, the RT have kind of a dedicated player page now for the illuminations. They have something on on their website called the Illuminations Gallery, where um where the film and and other uh, art pieces that were made uh, through Illuminations will live. Um, so in a way, go, going into this one, I kind of knew it's not one for festivals really. But then when I saw 
this festival I was like okay it's perfect for this festival um and so I'm, I'm delighted to have gotten this screening and uh we might submit it to a couple of others but to be honest I definitely hear what you're saying Margaret and, and Kate as well about it's I think there's a lot of opportunity and it's great for um audiences stuff is going online but to be honest as a filmmaker you know there's a lot of festivals that you know your submission is quite expensive and a lot of the reason that you're submitting to that is is to go and have the experience of watching your film with an audience and to meet other filmmakers and to network and all of that kind of thing and i i, I have i've had another film on the festival circuit this year um colleen allen uh which is a drama and it's been really disappointing to be honest this year um that it's gone to some really great festivals mm. that I've always wanted to get into, but I couldn't mm. go, you know, they didn't happen in reality. Uh, so that, that that was kind of quite bittersweet and disappointing because um, it's just never the same, you know, I was getting to actually, we make our films, you know, yeah. to, to obviously a great thing about them being online is that they can, they, they are usually watched by so, by, by more people. Mm. But at the end of the day, our desire is to sit in a theater and watch them with the audience you know yeah. um and that's something i've really missed this year but uh but as i say love in the time of corona uh like its name <laughs> was very much made for this time um so you know we i went into it knowing uh that you know it's gonna go on rte which is absolutely amazing and go on the website and we kind of we kind of made it to work for viewing online so um we will be happy enough to submit this to more festivals and hopefully have more screening online and just get a lot of get as many people to see it as possible though i would at some point love to see it in a cinema and hopefully actually hear people laugh This event was organised in partnership with the Dublin International Comedy Film Festival and with the support of the BAI, the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Part 2 will be released on Monday 15th of March. Keep an eye out for the release. Until the next time, thank you for listening. For more content, podcasts and information, please visit our website at wft.ie.